Welcome to Podcast 1017. This podcast will feature interviews with Drew's professionals who are experts in their fields and who will share their experiences and success stories. We hope the podcast will allow you to not only learn about various industries, but also inspires you to achieve your own version of greatness. Network 1017 knows the importance of a strong network and have made it our mission to provide you opportunities to build professional networks and to cultivate success within our community. Thank you to our sponsors, Mike and Salam Gaida, Nabil and Dad Al Mashtu, Wael and Diana Fayad. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast 1017. I have a very special guest. Her name is Mesa Abu Hamzi. She is an entrepreneur and owner of Trivia's Spa and Cineholic. So I'm very excited to have you, Mesa, because you're just an ex- you're like a perfect example of a, of a woman in our community who's a full time mom and a full time businesswoman. So to hear your insight, it's going to be very exciting for us. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> no problem, problem. I know that everyone's been wanting me to ask you certain questions because being a mom, let's just face it, is like already a job in itself and it's not easy. So I'm sure you have a great support system as a, you know, for your husband and whatnot. But I got to say, like, how do you do it? I mean, what got you into entrepreneurship and, and why? Well, I... Um, in my twenties, I worked at different day spas while going to college and it wasn't what I went to college for was to be in business or to be, um, a business owner, but Mm -hmm. I ended up really loving the different spas that I worked at and, um, I love the environment and I wanted to try it. So, uh, in my late twenties, I went for it. I love that. Now in your late twenties, you know, that's the time where most people are trying to figure themselves out and explore the world and, um, you know, just put themselves in different situations to learn more about themselves. What made you think that, okay, actually business is the route for me because, you know, being in my twenties, you know, that's a big responsibility to take on to start your own company. So tell me what was that little like hint that that was it for you? Well, um, it, it was very scary. It's definitely a risk every single time that you open a business, but I think that it provides you with such a huge sense of achievement when you are able to put a team together and provide services to your customers that they love Mm. and you're able to create a brand. Uh, You just love it. You love watching your business grow. You love watching your business succeed. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it does and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it does and it doesn't at the same time. Uh, My very first business, that was definitely difficult to go through kind of that roller coaster of being an entrepreneur. But as I opened up more businesses, I got used to that ride and uh, learn to kind of enjoy it. So even if your business is not necessarily doing very well, it's your chance again as an entrepreneur to step out of your bubble and to be creative with your team and try to figure out, okay, how do I bring my business back up? Or how do we move our business mm-hmm. forward? Or what kind of right. culture do we want to create in our business? All that stuff is really exciting to me. Uh, and being in leadership is something that I've always loved ever since I was young. Mm-hmm. So, and you get a lot of leadership opportunities when you own your own businesses. Yeah, I love that. It also shows that you have a lot of confidence that at such a young age. Was was your parents responsible of that? Who was responsible of you I'm, building your such a great confidence? I have great parents. They you know, gave me a lot of confidence. Um, they never made me feel like I couldn't do something because mm-hmm. I was a woman or because we were new to this country, to the United States. And they always pushed me and believed in me. And my mom would tell me that if somebody else could do it, you can do it. There's no reason why you have the same um, brain as other people, you have the same, um, 
you know, opportunities as other people and living in, in the United States too, we have so many opportunities and I wanted to make sure that uh, I take advantage of those. So I love that. That's beautiful. What do you do every day to, to step up as a CEO of your own company? Like what, what is, what are those things? Honestly, the number one thing I would say I would do that I don't think people really realize is I try to keep my mind uh, in check and Mm. exercise is like the biggest thing that I do. Just making sure that I'm in the right state to go into my business and accept and be open to what it is my employees need. At this point, and we, my business partner, Treva and I have 35 employees and we're all women. Uh, And at this point in our career, really what my job is, is to take care of them, whatever it is that they need for their lives to be able mm. to be a part of my business. They need things with their children. They need things with their families. They need to, um, they need classes. They need training, whatever it is. That's really what our job is now. And then some quality control. We're not totally on the front lines of doing things anymore. Um, it's, that's pretty much our job. So just making sure that I'm in the right state of mind and I'm taking care of myself so I can go in and really take care of them. I love that you said that because specifically women have a problem doing this where they fill their cup first so that they can share whatever's running, you know, it's almost like uh, make sure your cup is full before so it can runneth over, right? It's like a popular saying um, in the Torah. And I love that you're saying this because a lot of women don't put themselves first. They think that putting other people first, their family first, put everybody else first before themselves really stops them they think that's just the best way to do things because we were just taught that at a young age but in reality it's really taking care of you so you can take care of everyone else well we're the main caregivers of our family Mm -hmm. and we're just naturally caregivers so uh it's we feel guilty when we put ourselves first but if i'm going to be the best mom that i can be Mm -hmm. uh, and the best employer that i can be i really need to make sure that i'm okay Mm -hmm. because then you start feeling really overwhelmed by everything you have to do. The kids need to eat, you know, the house needs to be clean. Um, your business needs to be clean and you, you, you'll totally lose it. So I think that self-care really for everybody, but especially for moms is extremely important and should be one of our priorities. Mm, I love that. No, I love that. I love that. Talk to me about how you empower your, uh, your employees. I think that's really important for many to hear as a leader. How do, what, what do you incorporate? Yeah, I love empowering them. I honestly get like a high from seeing them succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, the first thing that I would say is to allow them to take ownership of your business. So I really kind of view my business as, yeah, I own it on paper, but really I tell a lot of people, they own it. My mm-hmm. team owns it. My managers own it. Um, they, it's their place. They are there mm-hmm. all the time. They um, know all the customers. They know all of the policies. So allow them to, to take that leadership role and let it go. They mm-hmm. are really the leaders. You know, they're really the ones that um, open your business every day and they are the ones that take care of your business every day mm. and the ones that close it and love it and, and clean it or whatever kind of business. Um, you know, one of one, two of my businesses are day spas and one is a bakery. So it's kind of different what they do, right. but let them take that leadership role. Let them go. They love it. They love when they're not put in, in a box. They love mm. when they can bring forth ideas and you implement them and you accept them. I love 
when they have ideas. I love when they're like, we need to change this policy. It's not working. I'm like, great, change it. Go for it, please. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I mean, that's what you want. You want people right. to love your business and to be thinking about what's going on in your business the same way that you do. I love that. And so I really don't, um, we don't micromanage our team. We let them do their own thing. We have confidence in them that they are strong women that could really lead these businesses. And so standing behind them um, through their obstacles and also through their um, different things that we want to celebrate is really important. That's really what our role is at this point. I love that. Now, to have a team like that, you must have really tried to you know, qualify and make sure that they were the right type of employees to have in your business. What, in, like in the interview process, explain to me how that works. Like what type of questions you ask or maybe what type of employees are you seeking to make sure that the team is really strong? Because you know, for you to empower them, they also need to, they must have to be a certain type of person to allow that empowerment, you know? Yes, so there are particular things that we look for in the hiring process. We used to look for mainly skills or how long the person has done that job mm -hmm. and really hire on skill. But then I realized that skill is something that can be taught mm -hmm. and we can really bring people in and train them. What can't be taught is work ethic and just uh, natural things that people come to work with. And so mm -hmm. we really started uh, thinking about, okay, what kind of culture do we want to develop in our business, especially being a all women business? It's, we wanted to make sure that we bring in people that really understand that culture of support and lifting up other women. And so those became the kind of questions that I would ask in interviews. Like, do you, what does work culture mean to you? Mm. Um, how did you leave things with your, with the last team that you worked on? Were, were you um, somebody who supported that team? And how did you leave things with your previous supervisor um, and are you looking for something that's long-term are you looking to join a small business where you're really gonna be a part of the impact that that business makes and really help your team out and so really I started hiring based on personality and um, and hoping that that's somebody that's gonna add to our team instead of take away from it and skill and everything like that is something that we can teach we started even hiring brand new people out of school, it didn't matter. If the, if the woman was just driven and ready to go, and um, then that's the kind of person that we were looking for. And that really worked out for us because now we have a team of just these go-getters, people with a really positive attitude. And I feel like with our whole team, work culture is the number one thing. Mm -hmm. Not money, not even success, but work culture and being in a place where they're happy and they're able to be themselves is the priority. So we want to make sure that anybody that we bring in really understands that and adds to that. I love that. That's, that's extremely powerful. And I, see, I can see why you have such a strong team now and you're building such a great business. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what was the transition though? Cause you went from, you still, you're still doing the spot, but now you're actually running a uh, like a franchise, which is the Cineholic, right? What made you want to go into the food industry? Two different things. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> we, love, we love our spas so much. And we've been right. with that team for so long. They've been around for about seven years. Mm -hmm. um, and Treva, my business partner, and I kind of just wanted to do something different. We've both been in the spa industry since we were teenagers. We wanted uh, to have the support of a larger company so being mm -hmm. startups you have to do everything yourself all your yeah. marketing all your logos all your website stuff it's mm -hmm. all on you you develop all your own policies and 
Um, so that's really a lot of stress. And our options were we either open a third day spa and continue to grow our chain, or we maybe step into a company that is that can be very supportive and really do those marketing things for us and already has an established product. We were very attracted to uh, Cineholic because, first of all, it's dairy-free. Mm. And a lot of people have dairy allergies. It's a completely mm. vegan brand. We get to make everything from scratch, which is really important to me. Mm. And uh, when I looked at the ingredients and I researched the company, I said, great, my kids can eat this food. So I'm okay with selling this food. We wanted something that was simple, fun, and it really is fun every single day because people come in and they automatically smile. They see the cinnamon rolls. It's a fun, uh, colorful place to be. And so we're very proud of that product, but we wanted a brand that we could really stand behind. And so we went for it. That's amazing. Uh, I'm a huge Cinnabon fan. So I love, I love cinnamon, anything about it, uh, anything that has it, like has it in it. And oh my God. So when I saw what you were doing, I was like, oh, this is so cool. So I actually found out there's only one though here in my side of the country, I guess. And it's all the way in Baltimore. So I might take a trip up there just to try it out and see how it tastes. growing. The cool thing about it is that uh, it's, you can choose your frosting flavors. So we have, like, okay. yeah, we have like 20 different frosting flavors. You can have cream cheese, chocolate, whatever kind of frosting flavor you want on your cinnamon roll. So it's not just the basic roll. And then you can mm. choose toppings. You can have fresh fruit, peanut butter cups that we make in house, brownies that we make there. It's really, really cool having a bakery. It's just quaint, small, also has a fantastic team. It's been really, really fun. Uh, what's your favorite, uh, favorite one? For me, I am a chocolate person and I also love the vanilla frosting, which is mm -hmm. our basic frosting. So it's uh, vanilla frosting, pecans and chocolate because the chocolate melts into the roll because the roll's always warm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a strategy. <laughs> a strategy behind it. That's interesting. Yeah. Food is also just fun. So when you get to make art out of it almost and it tastes good, it's exciting. So I can see where the passion comes from, yes. which is really cool. It's fun and you can instantly tell whether your customer loves your product or not. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. with the spas, because we do facials and things that, you know, with the body, um, mm -hmm. the customer leaves or we're not there when they see the results of their skin and we have to wait till they come back next month or whatever it is. Right. That's wonderful when, when they do see that difference. But when you're eating a cinnamon roll, you can immediately tell mm -hmm. whether somebody loves it or not. Right. Right. I love that. What, uh, okay. So then how do you juggle both? Like, I mean, not even both, but I know you have three businesses. So how do you juggle all three of them? Cause you have two different locations, right? Three. We have three different three. locations. So, um, Two of our businesses are located in Seattle and one is located north of Seattle. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I, I have a wonderful business partner, so I'm really lucky there. Uh, but our team, I mean, I give it yeah. up to the team. Our team, wow. our managers, they are very loyal. They are very kind. They're wonderful, smart women. And they just keep our vision moving forward. And I trust them 100%. Mm, I love that. How did you know... Oh, you you partnered with someone you know what about her that told you oh she's like she's the one to partner with like what what skills did she does she have that you don't have and how did you guys complement each other well the number one thing is trust right I, I I've known her for about 10 years and uh she is an extremely trustworthy person and that's the number one thing that you need in a partnership mm. I never worry about anything we share money right we share bank accounts like, right married to your business partner. Um, she's 
extremely trustworthy, hardworking person. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need in a business partner. Um, also, we're both moms, so it makes it easier. So if one right. mom has to step you know, aside for a little bit to do something or something's happening with her children, the other business partner understands that they're going to need to step in and maybe work more or do whatever it is that they need to do to keep the businesses going while the other partner is absent. Mm-hmm. So I think that for moms, having a business partner is a really great thing. I think that women, honestly, are scared to have a business partner, yeah, um, especially when it's another woman. And one of the most aggravating type of reactions we get is, oh, you're both women and you're, you're able to be partners and you guys are you get along and like, <laughs> wow, really? So it kind of that people continuously saying that, especially at the beginning. Now they're kind of, they're used to us because they always see us together and doing things together. But at the mm-hmm. beginning, we got that all the time, all the time from customers, from staff members, from different accounts we would work with when, we, when they would find out we're partners. And that kind of almost motivated us to make sure that we just nourish a really healthy partnership in, in our businesses. I love that because you're, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the example. So if we're going to talk to our staff about women supporting women and women um, uplifting other women, we are the example of that. So mm. we need to look at us and we, we provide that example all of the time. We make sure to take care of each other and say, Hey, we're not just saying this to you guys, but if you mm-hmm. look at the two of us and how we behave and how we have behaved in our, in this 10 year relationship that we've had, you'll see that that's what we do for each other. I love that because you're really setting an example for, for women out there who are trying to uh, be sisters to each other. Right. And and it's also that it's like you said, it's like a marriage. You got to communicate, you got to tell each other everything and you got to make sure number one thing there's trust, which I love that you said that. And I think that's where, that's where the, the, be- the beautiful, like all well, the results that came out of it, why it all happened because of the trust, I think mostly. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. What are some challenges though? Like, I mean, I running all these businesses, there must be some things that come, you know, day to day that you have to just face and deal with. What are some of the challenges you face? Oh, yes. Do not ever look at a business owner and think, wow, it's so great that they can own their own business and work at their own time and all of that stuff. We work all the time. Mm -hmm. Literally last night at 1230 a.m. I got a text message from one of my employees, which I will, you know, I happen to be awake and I looked at it to see making making sure she's okay and she doesn't need something immediately. So one of the challenges is you're not it's not a nine to five job. Yeah. And you need to be okay with that, mm-hmm. uh, especially if your business is not open nine to five, which right. my, uh, the bakery is open, you know, the first employee arrives at 8 a.m. and they leave at 11.30 p.m. So basically, wow. you, until they close, I feel like I can't just relax. Right. Yeah, it's challenging. Your time management is going to be the most challenging thing when you're a business owner, whether you have children or not. Mm-hmm. It's just making sure that you... When am I supposed to be in there? When am I supposed to be out? How much do I put on my plate? How much do I delegate? It's a constant trying to balance that for every business owner, especially when it's a restaurant, because with restaurants, you don't always know how many people are going to come in and eat all everything that you have. And then all of a sudden you need to order more food or make more food. So um, that's very challenging. I think that it's very challenging to not get down or feel down when you create a service or a product that people don't respond to. I think that's mm-hmm. very challenging for me where I feel like I have this great idea and I know that all of these people are going to just come in and eat this, whatever we made or, or right. be a part of this for the spa. And then they don't. And you're like, 
<laughs> right. Go. Pick yourself up and go. That idea didn't work. I'm sure you have many more. Them. Do your best. Don't let something get you down. We always say you're going to get nine no's before you get a yes. Right, right. That yes feels so good. So um, keep moving forward. Don't stop because these challenges come all the time. We're constantly rejected for things, you know? You just right. Like, Got to laugh it off and be like, okay, that didn't work. But obviously, all these other ideas did work because my businesses are still open and right. still doing well. So, um, you know, just don't let it get you down. You got to keep going. Entrepreneurship, part of entrepreneurship is failing. Mm -hmm. but not letting, you know, you will fall into the hole. It happens with every single person. I don't know one business owner that hasn't had like a really bad few months or they're not making mm -hmm. money or whatever it is. It's going to happen. The issue is not the failure or the mistake. The issue is, are you able to just get yourself personally out of it or not because it just really can affect your life. And it's, it's because your business is you, you, you tie it to your identity. It's almost like hurtful when something goes yeah. bad in your business and you take it home and you know, it's not like a corporate position where you don't know the owners of mm -hmm. the company or you may not know the owners of the company or who's at the top for us, our team works directly with us. So when something's happening with them or, there's a business issue, it directly affects us and our homes and our income and so on and so on. So you just have to understand that and, and know that when it's great, it's going to be so great. And when it's bad, it's going to be bad, but it's not, it's not the end. You just keep going. Right. I love that. But why so many, so many entrepreneurs out there, like really successful ones are always like only focus on one thing, right? Stick to one thing, focus on one thing, you know, don't have many businesses, focus on one business. Have you found that not to be true for you? Have you found that you were able to be successful with all three and multitask and be able to handle all that? I'm always curious to business owners who are really successful and do run more businesses other than just one. I do agree with that based on who you are. It doesn't, mm. I don't think that's app, that applies to everybody because customer service is customer service. Um, now, mm -hmm. I wouldn't go and open like a full-blown Lebanese restaurant with all kinds of food. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that's, no, a that's not what I can do. Right. But um, that's why franchising is really interesting is because you're just given all the recipes and you're given a big book of how to, you just need to follow the directions and do the best that you can. Right. Um, no, I think that if you understand customer service and you understand the demographic of the area that you're in, you can definitely do different things. And we do, we've lived in this area for a long time. We know our customers, we know customer service, we know how to build a team. But at the end of the day, even if, your, um, you know, one of your business is a, you know, a frame shop and the other one is an ice cream store. It's still the same thing. You're still trying to provide the best possible product that you can to someone. And as long as you love it and you're passionate about it, you're going to do well because you love yeah. it. I love that you said that there's a famous entrepreneur named Marcus Limonis. I don't know if you know him. He, he's my favorite. Um, he has a show called profit and he like invests in a ton of businesses um, and he, he says just that it's just taking that same secret formula and repeating it over and over again, because it's really just the same thing. You just got to understand what the customers want and go from there. And so I love, I love that. So you're just proving that it, you don't always have to focus on one thing. Yes. yes. <laughs> so provide me some keys to success you found on your journey that you would like to share with us. Well, I think some of the keys to success is the first one is believe in yourself that's a really tough one because mm -hmm. when you are alone in your mind and your self-talk, your self-talk 
um, needs to be really positive. So mm-hmm. it need, you need to make sure that what it is that you're saying to yourself is inspires you. Um, that's really difficult because as a business owner, you don't have a boss or somebody that necessarily inspires you directly working in your company. Um, it's your job to inspire your team, but who's inspiring you. And a lot of that has to come from yourself. Right. So I think um, be positive and make sure that what you're doing, you're passionate about. And it's something that you really want to do. Sometimes entrepreneurs get into different businesses because their family wants them to, or they're, um, they feel like they need to get into, you know, the restaurant business because everybody else is doing it or whatever. I mean, if you don't really love food and love providing and feeding people food, I, you know, getting into the restaurant business is not going to be for you. Right. Uh, so making sure that you love what it is that you do. I can talk about skincare all day. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I've been talking about it since I was 18 years old when I mm-hmm. first started working at a spa. And I could still talk about it all the time. I find it to wow. be the most interesting thing. Skin is the most interesting thing. So I mean, I you have great skin and you look like you're 25 still. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my late 20s are just like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that make sure that you're passionate. And then I would say one of the biggest things that sometimes people don't do is ask questions. Mm. Ask any entrepreneur, any business owner. I mean, we have literally walked around just random neighborhoods um, and where there's a lot of businesses and say, can I talk to the business owner here? What did you do? How did you get your investment? Is there, are you partnered with somebody who does your marketing? And you learn so much Learn Mm. other people's mistakes because I guarantee you, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel ask them what they did what did they do wrong what worked for you what didn't don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to say i don't know i say that all the time i'm like i don't know you know i'm not afraid to say it and hopefully when i say i don't know but we're gonna find the answer i think that empowers me and everybody else around me because sometimes we feel like in leadership we feel like we need to know everything and fix everything and you don't need to put that on yourself you can Mm -hmm. figure it out as you go and ask other people to help you and ask your team to be a part of it I love that. So Mesa, I got to say thank you for being on the show. Um, you're phenomenal. I think your advice and tips is it's going to help so many moms out there, especially women who are also career oriented as well, um, to find that balance. I got one last question. Where can we find you? What if somebody like a mom out there who has an idea or maybe is in business, but is struggling, where can they reach out to you? If they want to talk. Oh, I'm so open to you, anybody reaching out in any way they want. You can find me on Instagram under um, Cinema6, C-I-N-N-A, <laughs> May 6. You can email me at cineholicmay at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the best way. Instagram is huge. So mm-hmm. you can check out my account there. Check out the Cinnamon Rolls. Yeah, no, you're welcome to reach out. I love it. Perfect. All right. You guys heard her. We're going to also put it out there as well when we put the podcast um, and make sure to share it with everybody. And honestly, thank you so much. You've been wonderful. You're wonderful for doing this. (laughs) No problem. Of course. Best of luck to all the businesses you have and many more that you create. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Till next time, guys. Thank you.